Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. We are digging into the digital revolution that's changing every aspect of our lives, both our personal lives, our professional lives, and whatever space is left in between these days. We're delighted to have a couple leaders uh, from SAP and one of its key new partners here to talk about what's going on with some big innovation that SAP has had on an ongoing basis in the financial services industry and specifically with its new spin out of SAP Pioneer. So we've got uh, Falk Riker, who's the global vice president of SAP and global head of the banking independent business unit, and also Mitch Bouchard, who is president for the Americas for SAP Pioneer. Gentlemen, welcome. It's great to have you. Thanks, Bob. It's great to be here. Hey, Falcon Mitch. Uh, one moment here while we uh, offer a word from our sponsor, BMC. We all know what the A game is, right? It's the highest level of performance among athletes. And you can get to that level in business as well. BMC calls this the autonomous digital enterprise. It's when technology and people work in harmony. And that's how business reaches its A-game. You can find out more at bmc.com slash A-game. Guys, it was great to meet in person uh, about five or six weeks ago in San Francisco at Cloud Wars Expo. That was really something. And I sure enjoyed that opportunity throughout those couple of days to learn more about SAP's ongoing business in uh, financial services, but particularly to the uh, what's happening with SAP Pioneer and the dynamics between SAP and SAP Pioneer. So that was uh, SAP Pioneer was launched about a year ago, I think. So could you bring everybody up to speed now on where things stand and, and how is it going so far? Let me give a bit of background first and then uh, Mitch, uh, I will hand it over to you to kick in with the Pioneer part. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, two decades with SAP. And, uh, you know, we have faced tremendous growth over these two decades in financial services, Bob. Uh, so I remember the early days where I literally could uh, reach every customer with my car. <laughs> so <laughs> main customer base was in Central Europe and a couple of uh, hours away by car. Uh, in the meanwhile, you know, we are a global business. Uh, we have uh, more than 10,000 customers in more than 150 countries. Our portfolio grew to a large end-to-end -end portfolio, similar like SAP over the years. And, uh, you know, we, we, we hit all our milestones on the way and grew to a significant size. And, uh, you know, now uh, we have to make up our mind, how do we make the next step? Yeah. And that was the situation uh, uh, over the past two years where we had to make our mind up. Okay, we are now a two billion uh, business uh, for financial services. We are present in all these markets. So how can we take more market share? How can we accelerate our growth in these markets? And uh, that came along with the fact that there was a huge change in the financial service industry with the digital transformation, both in banking and insurance. And with that came uh, a great demand in new solutions as well. So we saw on the one side, you know, our growth we had with our portfolio. On the other side, we, we saw the increasing demand from the market side. Yeah. And we had to make our mind up how we can address this market demand and this market need. And we came to the conclusion that we need a specific focus on the industry-specific solutions. Now, our portfolio has... Uh, cross-industry solutions 
for finance, for HR, for procurement, for analytics, uh, and all these things the company needs uh, to run successfully. CX is another space, customer experience. But also when you think about an insurance company or bank, they need obviously industry solutions, industry solutions like a loans management system, like a policy management system, like a claim system, like a payments platform. And that's exactly where the increasing demand was obvious uh, due to the, uh, due to the um, uh, transformation of financial service and new entrants coming in. And we came to the conclusion, we need a different approach uh, than we have taken over the past. We need now one that accelerates our growth in these industry specific solutions. And we came to the conclusion, a joint venture that can independently run of SAP, but tightly integrated from a solution perspective would be something our customers can benefit very much. And that was the birth of SAP Pioneer, you know, the idea of Pioneer, which uh, Mitch, I hand it over to you to tell a bit more, you know, how we then started Pioneer and uh, where you are at the moment. Yeah, thanks, Falk. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, where are we at? I think your original question was how are things going, Bob, and I'd say they're going very well. I think, you know, we are a, a startup, right? We're behaving like a startup, but we're, um, we're well-backed, right? And we have a large SAP family working with us. Um, you know, what we needed to do was we needed how clients were co-innovating and creating new solutions has changed in the market from when we started first building our solutions. So one of the things we've done is we're, you know, we've, we've started to uh, focus on which clients we're going to co-innovate with, but at the same time, we have with us some of, you know, some of the leading solutions in the areas of core banking, core insurance, and, um, and, you know, some of the enhancements that are required around the finance department that are financial services specific. So, um, you know, it's, um, you know, we're in the process of pivoting our, some of what our labs do, right? We're building up our labs in North America and to support both uh, North and South America, which is great news when it comes to financial services. Yeah. We're bringing our labs closer to our clients. We're changing our engagement model, how we engage with our clients so that they can get closer to the labs and we can develop solutions that are, um, you know, going to be able to use, be used by all of our clients, but, you know, they're not built without a lot of feedback and involvement from our clients. So uh, I'm excited about it and I'm excited with what we're doing with our labs. And I'm excited about the team we brought over from SAP, which originally, you know, was about five to 600 people, but we've doubled that in, uh, you know, since September 1st, when the company was originally launched, we've doubled in size since then, and we will continue to add more people. So Mitch, it's interesting, right? Because SAP Finear is a partner of SAP, but you have SAP in the name. Is it clear in the marketplace that you know, there's a connection, but uh, it's an, it's a separate unit. It's not always clear, right? Because uh, part of the branding was to make sure um, that people understood that there was a very, very tight connection that existed between SAP and SAP Fine Air. Um, and, and the connection goes beyond just branding, right? Like SAP, you know, sits on our, our on our board, right? So they're, they, they own a good chunk of us as well, right? Just below that clip level. That allows us to not be subject to IFRS 15 accounting rules when we actually want to co-innovate with clients, right? So there is still a, a, a position where uh, SAP has a interest in the direction that SAP Finder takes the organization, but we have that independence, right? Um, and um, now when we sit down with clients and explain why we've done it, it makes sense. When we sit down with clients and explain the joint development roadmaps that we have when we build out our finance solutions, that our labs are still working closely together. So our release cycles are still in sync. 
right? We understand the development processes that SAP has because we brought a lot of development people over from us. You know, they're they're comfortable with that. But you do need to have the conversation and we do need to, you know, explain that to some of our clients. Well, I think, Mitch, as you just explained it there, that, that makes a great deal of sense, particularly given some of the background that Falk had laid out there, right? You know, there's a point at which the core traditional SAP banking business was continuing to grow nicely, but the dynamics of the marketplace were such that there needed to be this uh, independent unit in some way. So, you know, it fits in also so well with what uh, SAP has been saying over the last couple of years. We want to be a partner-led, ecosystem-driven company. So could you talk a little bit more, please, Mitch, that, you know, as you just explained, SAP Pioneer is a partner, but you are a little bit you're sort of a special type of partner, it seems. Could you describe, you know, how that plays out, uh, especially at this early stage uh, in your growth here and, and uh, how fast your business is changing? Yeah, I think the, um, you know, everything we build is being built on the SAP platforms, right? And it's an extension of uh, the S4 platform. So uh, when we do anything in the finance area, it's being built on top of S4, it's being built on top of BTP. I'd say we are different in that, you know, I think uh, in, in Falco degree, we both meet the partners together because the large partners have the ability to implement the solutions that we have at SCP Pioneer as well, right? So if they're doing a core finance transformation that includes subledger technologies, that's our stuff. So we are tightly integrated with Falk and his team to make sure that we're synchronized in working with our partners so that they're not confused as well and how they engage with SAP and SAP Finder, because what we do have is tightly integrated from a technology perspective. And we are a software company, right? So many of the SAP partners are our um, implementation partners, right? Some of them are starting to build industry cloud applications, but we are building software, right? And we cannot scale our business without large partners working with us, just like they work with SAP today. So, um, you know, that that's what makes us feel a little different. So, you know, we're working with all the same large global system integrators that, you know, Falk is working with every day, right? We jointly work with these partners and talk to them about what the roadmaps look like and how we can engage together to, you know, take care of the clients we have today, um, but also co-innovate with them. And then also how do we go win new clients in the marketplace? Because yeah. we firmly believe we have, you know, the best that there is to offer when it comes to how you transform your finance organization. And, you know, in some of the other areas that we're getting into as well. Hey, Falk, could you pick up on that a little bit too? Because, you know, in your opening remarks, Falk, you talked a little bit about this uh, industry-specific set of uh, capabilities that uh, are, have been built out now. And I just see this so much. I mean, SAP, with your overall industry cloud business, this is such an important thing now for customers, right? They need new types of capabilities. Could you talk about that a little bit, Falk? Uh, when, when you think about our, our best customer stories, our best success stories around the globe, if it is Discovery Bank, the Standard Chartered Bank, if it is uh, a unicorn like the Bank of London, uh, I could go on and on on the insurance side as well. They have, they have one thing in common. It, all, it is always a combination of SAP solution and SAP Pioneer solution. Okay. So it is the building blocks from SAP around certain area like finance, customer experience, procurement, HR, technology, in combination with those solutions Pioneer brings to the table. 
Yeah, and that's an important piece. Yeah, because that really assures that end-to-end -end business process innovation. Yeah, Mitch talked about. Yeah, and this value prop we definitely want to continue in the future. That's the key differentiator from us to others in the market that we can provide an end-to-end -end value chain others can't bring to the table. We don't want to be just a point solution to a insurance company or bank company or non-bank or non-insurance that wants to offer financial services. We actually want to be not only a vendor. Yeah? We want to be a partner. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So we want to be a technology and business partner that provides the backbone for the IT landscape. Now, we are realistic enough that when we talk about a very large institution in insurance and banking, they have obviously hundreds of vendors. But if you go down market, yeah, and if you think about cloud as well, yeah, it will be more and more important that these systems integrate with each other, speak the same language. This is where you get the economies of scale. This is where you standardize, automate, and harmonize your landscape. And if you are able to do that, you will be good for your customers. And what's good for your customers is actually then good for your business, as you can imagine. And that's what we want to continue. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's the idea with Fioneer. Yeah. And, you know, you said, uh, uh, what is Fioneer for partner? For, for us, Fioneer is extended family. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I always say this is our number one partner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, I can't say it's our only partner because we have way more partners that innovate with us. Yeah? But the combination of SAP and SAP Fioneer is unique, and that builds the backbone for the end-to-end -end business process we have in insurance and banking. Yeah. Well, folk, that point you made just a moment ago about the significance of integration, and I love you used the term harmonizing all the different pieces in there. Uh, the the uh, big businesses that I've talked to about industry-specific solutions, that's the number one thing that they say is their number one concern is I don't want to have to take the, the pieces I already have of traditional applications and traditional technology, then bring in these industry-specific tools, and then I, the customer, have to be the one that does all the integration and you know, retrofitting, they said, I just don't have time for that. I need to have something that hits and works right off the bat. And we can move at great speed, you know, in this uh, very dynamic marketplace today. Yeah, and, and that's exactly where our value prop is different from some of the point solutions. Yeah, yeah. It might be from a functional feature perspective, very compelling. But at the end of the day, it's not just about a single application when you think of your IT strategy or when you think about the business proposition you make to the customer. Yeah? It is about an end-to-end -end process where you need to have the right systems in place that are integrated, pre-assembled, and work in one uh, work without major disruptions. Yeah. And yes, you can leave that up to system integrators, you can leave that up to the customer. Our approach is we want to think that through as much as we can. SAP, not only in banking and insurance, stands for business transformation. We do that across 25 industries. We have seen the digital transformation in so many industries already over the past decade. We know how this works, and we not only have the technology to do it and the applications, we have also the business process knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, we believe SAP and SAP Pioneer have a unique differentiator in the market. 
Yeah. Uh, so Mitch and Falk, just along those lines too, I wanted to ask, you know, for what was it, 18, 19 months ago, the beginning of 2021, SAP launched the whole Rise business transformation as a service. And as far as I know, and I've tried to dig into this pretty hard, no other big technology company offers a program like this. And it seems to have been across the board, uh, an enormous success, not only for SAP, but for SAP's customers and, and partners. Could you talk about how both, you know, Falk, the uh, ongoing traditional SAP financial services and banking business engage with RISE and also, Mitch, at, at SAP Pioneer? What's the impact or dynamic you've seen from the RISE program? Now, first of all, let me start with what's different. So about three years ago, I would say there was a massive push from the hyperscalers and uh, some of our competitors as well, go to cloud, go to cloud, go to cloud. Yeah. yeah? Um, and uh, the market is moving to the cloud now. Yeah. But you know, in many cases, uh, and our customers uh, have done uh, that shift and uh, other customers have done that shift. But what it appears is if you just shift what you have yeah. into a cloud infrastructure, don't expect major different outcomes. Yeah. Yeah? You might save some money, yeah, um, but you, you still have the same business processes. Mm -hmm. If you have, want to have a fundamental difference yeah, and uh, reap the business benefits as well, not just cost benefits, business benefits, yeah, then you need to take a look at this from a business transformation perspective. Mm -hmm. Now, this is exactly what we are offering. We are offering not only, you know, we shifted all to a public cloud infrastructure and put an SAP stamp on it, no, we offer a business transformation as a service here. So we take a look at the end-to-end -end finance process, at the end-to-end -end core banking process, at the end-to-end -end, uh, procurement process, whatever it is, yeah? And then have our tools yeah, like Scenario, process, business process intelligence, where we can analyze yeah, what is the industry standard, what is the impact if we are changing the processes jointly with the customers and potential other partners on board that we decide, okay, we are changing these processes that way. And this will have this and this impact on your business results at the end of the day. And this is exactly you know, where we are different. It's not just a technical move into the cloud. It is an upgrade of your system, what you have in terms of business process uh, intelligence and business process optimization. Yeah. Yeah, if I would add to that, Bob, from a uh, from a pioneer perspective, I think there, you know, we have uh, we have rise moving, you know, um, the core over. But part of part of the rise strategy is also, as we mentioned earlier, was building out all these industry cloud solutions. Because once you have this environment all up and running and it's stable, right? There's going to be an ongoing requirement to you know find new functionality, new vertical applications that you can plug into this, right? And that's where we're building everything out, and our solutions are going to be sitting on the endorsed app. Uh, store within SAP. So clients will be able to work with us and get all the solutions that we build, you know, some of the ones that we have today. I think we have up to, we have three apps that are starting to hit the store now, mm -hmm. right? But every app that we build will continue to hit the endorsed app. So you kind of need both sides of the, of the story working, right? One is the 
you know, the large transformation of the finance organization, but over time, there's going to be new requirements that come up, right? And you're going to want to be able to find those in a, you know, a different model to be able to consume. And that's what the industry, the, the endorsed app uh, environment that SAP is establishing is, is all about. And that's what the industry cloud side of the story is all about as well. And that's where our apps will sit. Yeah, Mitch, and I think that's so important what you just mentioned, because maybe in the past, there had been IT projects, they had a beginning, a middle and an end. I think this notion of what you and Falk have described here, business transformation, especially in such a dynamic space as financial services, you're never going to be done, right? There's always going right. to be need for improvement and push forward. Yeah. yeah, Such an interesting time. So Falk and Mitch, I know uh, I heard you just had your first joint event with customers and uh, you were in Amsterdam, met with a lot of clients. And, you know, one of the big topics there was about the future of the financial services industry. Could you talk a little bit about what you heard there and, and uh, you know, what sort of feedback made you open your eyes even wider about what's happening in your business? Well, I think, uh, first of all, I, I think it's one of the, uh, it, it was just great to get everybody together. <laughs> I think we've all been like waiting for something like this. Yeah. I think um, it was phenomenal. We, uh, you know, we had, uh, we pretty much had sold out. We hit all the targets that we had established for ourselves you know, for getting people out in Amsterdam to uh, to come together once again, our partners, our clients, you know, our team at SAP and, you know, and, and the new SAP Finear people, you know, all together once. So that was outstanding. Um, you know, the, the one thing we did is we announced our platform strategy from a Finear perspective, right? So this was kind of, um, you know, if you think about what we have brought over from SAP, we've brought over these, you know, solutions that drive large, broad transformation initiatives. Like we have a core banking system, right? But the industry has gone to verticalization, right? And uh, this is what we launched as part of the um, uh, as part of the event in Amsterdam was our platform strategy, our platform around banking platform, an insurance platform, and a finance and ESG platform, and the ability to verticalize within that, right? So, the example I would use like is in, in core banking, where historically we would talk about you know transforming from a core banking perspective. We've launched the core, our, our banking platform, where now we have a retail banking solution. We have a, uh, what I call a, um, a bank in a box or bank as a service solution. We have our commercial lending solution. We have, you know, account origination solution coming out. So we're verticalizing what would have been a large banking transformation. We can now verticalize, right? And we're doing the same in the with the insurance platform. And we're also doing the same with when it comes to uh, finance and, uh, and ESG and uh, working with SAP in all those areas. I think the other thing that we heard from clients was this thirst to, you know, to, to innovate, right? This, um, you, know, um, you know, as everyone comes out of, uh, of COVID and, what's, and all the dynamics within the financial service in the industry, right, is this, this requirement to, you know, get closer to your key partners and figure out, you know, what does the next chapter look like as we go through this? And, you know, just a lot of uncertainty in the world. And what does that all mean for us? So it's, it's, it's probably the most interesting times. You know, I don't think we've ever seen, you know, this, this, uh, this coming together of so many different, you know, positive things, maybe a few negative things, right? And um, there's just a lot of open switches for everybody right now. And this ability to be very dynamic and agile as how you deal with the, and how you deal with the future is going to be critical for everybody. Uh, Mitch, thanks. Falk, what do you think? Uh, first of all, I fully agree that it was great to meet in person again. So <laughs> yeah. It was a long, long two and a half years, you know, where we couldn't meet in person, face to face with our partners and customers. So 
this was great. And, uh, you know, if my information is uh, complete, then we had very few COVID cases after the event. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a full success, I would say. Yeah? Um, you know, for me, the interesting part is how financial services has really changed yeah, in terms of, you know, the willingness to innovate. Yeah. So, and, and think differently as well. It's not that banks and insurance haven't innovated in the past. Don't get me wrong. They always worked on some enhancement of their existing system. There was always enough IT projects going on in banks and insurance companies. That's not my point. Yeah. But, you know, what we are seeing now is different. Yeah. Uh, different in terms of, okay, we are moving now everything from the existing data centers into the cloud. Yeah. That's, that's one big thing, that transformation into the cloud and no one really knows exactly what to expect from that when you speak to the customers. For, for every customer, that's a big move, except, uh, except the ones that start right away in the cloud. Yeah. They don't need to question it. Yeah? <laughs> so, so this is the other sort of customers <clears throat> we are dealing with that you know, come to us and say, you know, we want to start that uh, that payment platform, and uh, you know, the most important thing is time. And uh, can you deliver within yeah. eight to ten weeks? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know that that seed <clears throat> of innovation and the difference of innovation is something that stuck in my head. You know, business model innovations. Yeah, and I think of some of the presentations we heard. It. Uh, if it was from Elgo around sustainability, if it was from Discovery Bank around uh, behavioral banking, if it was from Rabobank about loan factory, mm -hmm. if it was from the Bank of London uh, around a new clearing platform. Uh -huh. These are totally new concepts yeah, which are bringing together uh, the digital transformation, which are bringing together the latest technology and bold thinking. Yeah? And and that's for me really astonishing, you know, how much is happening now. And, you know, I, I give it to the increasing competition. Uh, I give it to the technology that is now available that makes that possible. And uh, with that, at the end of the day, we will see a lot of exciting new services uh, and not just for the retail banking customer or on wealth management, it will, impact uh, corporate banking as well, big, big time, yeah? Yeah, and you know, Falk, as you were describing that, I was thinking about, <clears throat> you know, when, when I grew up, <clears throat> it was always the banks set the rules. They told you what you could, couldn't do, uh, when you can do it, when you can't do it, how, all that. And it's so different today as you described that uh, avalanche of innovation that's just rolling right now. It's so much more about whatever, in some cases, a customer or client can imagine could be possible. So that to me, I think is so fascinating about what you and Mitch have been describing here today. You've just completely taken the, the, the large scale model and turned it upside down and not just incrementally improving what banks have done in the past, but creating an entirely new chapter for this uh, remarkable industry. Yeah, it almost feels like changing the, the engines uh, during the flight. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, at, le at least for the very large organizations. But you know, this is what needs to happen in these days because you know when you look at some of the new entrants, they are very well funded uh, and uh, they have smart people, uh, uh, many smart people around them leading leading uh, them. So um, you, you have seen what happened with PayPal in the payment space uh, a decade ago. 
I see more and more of these, you know, entering the financial services space over the next couple of years, which will definitely, as I said, it will be to the benefit of the end customer. Yeah, yeah. Well, gentlemen, a couple final questions. I'm wondering if you could, uh, you know, look into your crystal balls a little bit here. Over the next couple of years, right, what do you think will be the biggest sort of highest impact tech moment that's going to occur? I mean, we hear so much about, for example, the metaverse, um, the cashless society. <clears throat> what do you think is really going to be the next thing that catalyzes a new wave of growth and innovation for your industry? You know, they say, um, um, you know, necessity is the father of invention, right? And I think um, the steps that the cashless society has taken forward as a result of COVID is dramatic, right? I think, um, you know, we can all tap and pay and all those things. I think the other thing, though, is the, the cashless society hasn't necessarily been inclusive. Right. And when I, you know, I've spent time in, uh, in South America and some of these other, other countries. Right. And I think there's just a lot of work to do to make the, uh, the cashless society and you know, micro banking and things like this really much more inclusive so that, uh, you know, everyone can participate in the benefits that financial services organizations can actually provide to everybody. Right. And to, you know, to, uh, to help, you know, um, some people that are not as fortunate and, you know, to basically get micro loans and to, you know, start a small business, right? And it's not always about the big loans. There's like, if you go into some of the countries in South America, there's, there's you know, large numbers of people, right? That can actually contribute value to the society if they just get a little head start, right? And we, we haven't cracked that, right? And, uh, and I think that's what concerns me. And even in North America, right? Whether it's in Canada or else in the US, right? I think, you know, uh, the fact that we all tap and pay for everything and we don't pay for cash with everything is, you know, put us in a situation where people who don't, aren't fortunate enough to be able to tap and pay, right, are left out of some opportunities, right? And I think, um, I haven't figured out how to make money on that yet, Bob, but, <laughs> but I think that's something that concerns me, right, is that we kind of have a group of people that we've left behind as we, and we've moved to become much more cashless than what we would have been, let's say, three years ago. Right, because you know everyone didn't want to touch anything for a little period of time when it came to COVID, so we all tap for everything now, right? So I think we, I think we have to figure that out, just because uh, it's just socially responsible for us to try to figure that out. Um, and then I pivot to, um, you know, the other thing that's happening in, in a in a rapid pace is, and you talked about this was the banks used to dictate the terms around how we would borrow and lend money, right? Well, well, the reality is, is there's some large corporations that are sitting on capital and have decided that they want to become, you know, banks to their clients, right? Uh -huh. And that's not that complicated to do, right? As long as you're not taking a deposit, you know, it's pretty simple to start lending money. And the, the capabilities that are required to do that are much more accessible from a technology perspective than they've ever been, right? So probably one of the hotter spaces right now is, you know, large corporations that want to be able to lend money, whether it be to their agricultural clients or whether it be to, you know, within their supply chain, mom and pop that want to basically need some money so that they can supply products, you know, in the supply chain and lend them money, right? So there's some really innovative models that are happening um, that banks aren't necessarily participating in right now. And it's large corporations basically within their supply chains you know, behaving differently and how they actually leverage their capital to basically boost, you know, some of the different constituents that actually exist within the supply chain. So I think there's a lot of great things we can do. I haven't figured out the metaverse, Bob. I don't, I'm not sure about that one yet. I, um, you know, I think um, uh, I'm watching it, but I, yeah, I, I'm not sure quite yet, to be honest okay. with you. 
Okay. Hey, Mitch, just real quick before Falk steps in here, um, you know, when you were talking about that, the role of large companies sort of in a supply chain acting as a lender there or uh, a funder, perhaps lender is too narrow a word. Uh, you know, one of SAP's great partners, Google Cloud, that's been something that's come up over the last couple of years and some of these billion dollar plus deals that Google Cloud has done with clients where they have invested, you know, <clears throat> tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars into that client as part of a bigger, larger, complex deal. So it's fascinating how you bring that up. And again, the diffusion of financial services into new directions. Uh, what a time. What a time. Falk, what do you think? Yeah, and especially to that point, let us stick there for a moment. When you look at our customer base, we don't only have large enterprises. We have a lot of small and medium enterprises as well that have had a harder time getting financing uh, loans than large enterprises. Yeah, so specifically for that, yeah, we are we're seeing a demand. Yeah, to give them access to capital. Yeah, and we have made an acquisition called Tolia. Yeah, which is the leading supply chain platform uh, in, in the market, where we uh, will build uh, you know, the capability for our corporate customers uh, and every customer in the business network to get funding from institutions all around the world uh, for their specific business transactions. And I think that's one way how we can enable and make it easier for these companies to have access to, to capital. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, getting back to this topic of embedded finance, I think uh, banks need to make up their mind how they get their services mm -hmm. to the point where the customer wants it. Yeah, and the customer doesn't go to a bank anymore to get a loan. They expect that if they are decision ready, yeah, <clears throat> if they are in negotiation uh, to make a decision, that they have the ability to make a payment, uh, get a loan, and they want to have it at their fingertip. So this topic of integrating financial service into the value chain of the customer yeah. is a big, big topic going forward. And banks have to make up their mind how they can seamlessly embed their financial services into these industry value chains. So they need to become part of business networks. Yeah? Uh, like ours, yeah, but they are certainly more than, than ours out there. And so they, they need to, in, it's not good enough to have a corporate portal anymore. Yeah. So that's one way to, to go to market, but they will have to be very creative yeah, via API technology to embed their service into these emerging networks uh, for specific industries and topics. Yeah? That will be a key topic for them to be successful going forward. Otherwise, they are more and more becoming just a utility. Yeah? And uh, for me, the, the big thing, uh, again, uh, on the metaverse, I think that's a very interesting topic. Yeah? But it's too early to say how big of an impact it has. Uh, I look at it a bit like the, the blockchain discussion we had five years ago. Right. You know, in every conference, blockchain was the biggest thing I heard about and how it will completely change banking. Yes, it has an impact, don't get me wrong. Uh, the metaverse will have an impact as well. My favorite topic, very selfish, selfishly, is artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. yeah? mm -hmm. Because I believe artificial intelligence can help us to optimize banking products to customer-specific needs. 
It can also help to optimize internal processes in banks and insurance companies to save money, to save time, and to increase customer satisfaction. So things like robotic process automation, machine learning, uh, predictive analytics, all help to come up with uh, better customer satisfaction, better customer experience, uh, better employee experience as well. And last but not least, hopefully with uh, tailor-made uh, products that really hit the mark when I say, you know, I want to have an investment plan that I don't just get a standard plan and then I have to figure it out how to adjust it. <laughs> but really, you know, I have support from the bank already that is 80% tailor-made and the last 20% we discuss and tweak. That would be my expectation and a bit more proactive than in the past. And that, you know, I only get an offer when I ask. It should be the other way around. Yes. I should get the offer when I need it. Yeah? <laughs> and, and that's exactly where I believe artificial intelligence uh, can help us a big deal to understand customer needs and customer behaviors better. And uh, uh, I, I see a lot of customers putting emphasis on this topic. And I'm sure we will see uh, great innovations in that space over the next five years. Yeah, it's uh, it, what, a, what a wild time. You know, we tend to think that no time is ever as interesting as the present, but I think you're right, Falk. It won't be long until the AI capability really kicks in and we're going to see a new round of innovation <clears throat> and customer experiences, unlike anything we've seen before. Um, <clears throat> gentlemen, last, if I could ask uh, each of you, if you wanted to leave one big message, you know, imprinted in the brains of clients and prospects, what would that be? Mitch, let's start with you. You know what, Bob, I'll come back to a question you asked quite early, right? Which is, you know, whether or not some clients are, might, might be confused around why SAP did this, right? And I would say, you know, uh, you know, reach out to me or to Falk. I'll tell you, I have not met with a senior executive that once we sit down with them and we explain to them, you know, why we did this, the strategy behind it, the investments we're going to make, the investments we're going to make in North America to make sure our portfolio actually meets the requirements of what we're trying to do in the market. And they understand how we plan on engaging with our clients to, to, you know, to deliver a different outcome. That always ends up being a very positive discussion, mm -hmm. right? We covered a lot from a content perspective, you know, in this call today around, you know, what our strategy and things like that. But I'll guarantee you that, um, you know, you will come away from that conversation feeling comfortable with the direction that we're taking in financial services and what the future looks like with us. Great. Okay. And uh, Falk, what do you think? You know, uh, my message is if you do business with SAP and SAP Finance, it's more than technology and software applications. This is about a true partnership yeah, for your business. So we will help you to transform your business uh, while, while thinking end to end. Yeah? And we can, we can scale this as well. So we have many, many customers that we help to go international, so go abroad. And we have many, many customers that we help to grow their business. Yeah. So meaning from a small and medium-sized company to become a larger enterprise. And to do that, yeah, you need an experienced partner. You need to have the right platform in place. And you know, you need to have that true partnership uh, I talked about. And this is more than just words when you uh, work with SAP. I think that's in the culture of SAP. We just had our 50th anniversary 
And uh, I can only recommend our customers speak to our customers. That's the best reference we have. And uh, you know, think of us in terms of financial services, SAP and SAP Pioneer will help you to transform and be successful. Well, Falk, that's a pretty good promise to end on. Uh, that, that's a great value prop. So um, Mitch and Falk, thank you very much for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live and explaining some of the things that are going on with SAP and SAP Pioneer in the banking business. It sounds like a fascinating adventure for both of you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Thank you very much, Bob. All right, folks, and thanks to all of you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. Hope your summer is going great, and we'll be back again soon with another story about what's happening in the digital revolution. See you soon.